0: It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, November 21st. How are you guys doing? We are getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving. So many amazing recipes got popped into my DMs yesterday and I went shopping. I went to the grocery store, which is a madhouse on Thanksgiving week, right? It's like always intense. Did that yesterday and I love Thanksgiving week. It's just such a happy time such a happy time. It's gorgeous out in Los Angeles. You guys, tonight I'm going to Dancing with the Stars for Taylor Swift night. And I was only going to go with Dylan, who's my 11-year-old because he's like a huge Swifty. Really mature and like can sit through these things. But my eight-year-old was very, very bummed that he didn't have a ticket. Very sad about it. And so Lance got him in. So Oliver will be joining me and Dylan at Dancing with the Stars tonight for two straight hours for Taylor Swift night. So hopefully I have no idea where they're gonna seat us. Kind of hope that we're not right on camera because I'll be with Oliver. I feel like it's not gonna be the best for camera purposes, but we'll see. We'll see where they go. And I'll obviously be updating you guys on Instagram stories to so make sure you follow over there. And that's kind of where I tend to update most of my stuff. Oh my gosh. If you're part of the Facebook group, you saw a little bit of a sneak peek at the merch that I am releasing. And all I can say is join the Daily Dose of Donna Facebook group because you'll get the first kind of go around on the merch there. But we've got a mug. That resembles Sharpies, resembles Sabin Robin. You guys, it's so funny. It's so cute. So, I drank my coffee out of my Sabin Robin mug this morning, and that will be available for you guys of, along with a lot of other fun merch. Like, I'm doing one. Um, I have a sweater that says Absolutely. I have double dosers. I've got a um, founding member of the Bravo cult. So, it'll be really fun. I'll give you guys more info on that in the next couple of days. And when you guys are all shopping, Black Friday and Small Business Saturday, you can support and uh, get some fun stuff for yourself. Okay, you guys, we've got so many stories today. It's actually one of those days that feels like like you know, like Tuesdays tend to be this. It's like a lot of small stories that really kind of build up and lead to the the big You know, I feel like we're all kind of waiting for the next episodes of Beverly Hills and everything. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun as we go through the week. I'm still on the fence about a Thursday episode. I'm cooking for 18, so I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but maybe I'll just jump on and say hi really fast. Okay, guys, a few stories. Did you hear that Zach and Bliss from Love is Blind are having a baby. We are finally getting the first Love is Blind baby um, as Jess, uh, Jessica. Vanessa, that was a real awkward slip. Vanessa Lachey has been begging and pleading for on every single reunion of Love is Blind. It is so, um, she's so, annoying. <laughs> did I say that out loud? I hear she's a really nice person, but as a host, it's, it's a struggle for me. Struggle best. Right. But she actually did fine on the season five reunion, but season four reunion with the Zach and bliss. That was the season with, um, I can't remember who else it was all. It was, uh, Zach and bliss. And it was, um, you guys, it's bad. Love is blind comes in and out of my brain. Do you guys have the same experience where you like, you know, it so well, you become obsessive over the characters on that season. The second the season is over, you cannot remember who they are. Like, can't remember their names. Can't even remember what they look like. Anyway, Zach and Bliss, they ended up getting married. He had chosen. If you guys remember, Zach was kind of like, I would say he's like a little bit dorky. I know that you guys may think that's kind of mean, but he had chosen another girl on the show and then they, they had an absolute like horrible chemistry in Mexico. They broke up. He went back to his original girl that he liked. Her name was Bliss and they ended up getting married and she's 34 years old. They're due at spring 2024 and, um, actually really cute. It's actually really cute. They're a good little couple. So I'm always very happy for these things. Um, Love is Blind has the worst press on post show stuff. Like I feel like everyone always says, Oh, Tiffany and Brett. Thank you, Ray. Mm -hmm. Tiffany and Brett. Um, Love is Blind gets the worst press in terms of like production value and not production value, like treatment on um, behind the scenes. If noticed, they've gotten sued for all kinds of things. They've been told that they don't. You know, provide enough water or provide enough, you know, mental health or whatever. But this is good news for Love is Blind. This goes to show that, you know, it does work because it's a numbers game, right? Like all of these things are numbers games. If you start putting a bunch of couples together who have never seen each other, at some point you're going to find some that work. And that's why we keep watching for the magic. Oh my gosh, you guys, by the way, I started following Susan from The Golden Bachelor. Susan's the Chris Jenner lookalike. She is so damn cute. She released her meatballs recipe. She I love Susan. I I think she's really vying for The Golden Bachelorette. I don't think she should be it cuz I just don't think she has that like I don't know. I don't think she's the one. I think I still think it could be Joan. But if you guys are watching The Golden Bachelor, We still have to wait a week and a half. Oh, and I found a picture that Gary posted yesterday. Gary AI. Gary is, hello, I am the Golden Bachelor. And it's mighty fine to see you guys here. Golden Bachelor is so cute. And he uh, released a picture of himself on a motorcycle when he was younger. But like, he looks exactly the same. It's the weirdest thing. He seriously does not uh, change. Um, Someone in the comments, Wanda says, is that a short jumpsuit I am wearing? It is. It is. I'll do a little stand-up for you guys. Shorts. <laughs> okay. So Love is Blind. Congratulations, Zach and Bliss. Let's move on to another fun story. So Variety released, you know, Variety magazine released the 40 most powerful women on reality TV. So before I get into who it would be, who do you guys think? 40 most powerful women in reality TV on Variety. Who do you think comes right to mind? I'm sure you guys are going to get some of them right, but some of them are really random. So I'm just going to go through the list. Why not? But I'm going to go fast, okay? I'm going to go fast. We have in the first section, Mel B. Yeah, Spice Girls, Mel B from America's Got Talent. She does all those. And you'll be very happy to see who number two is. We've got Christine Brown. We've got Christine. We got a sister wife up there, Christine Brown. We have Candy, Candy from um, Atlanta, Real Housewives. We got Nicole Byer. Nicole Byer is from Nailed It. She's, I think she's a comedian, isn't she? Yeah, she's a comedian, but she was she's a host on Nailed It, and um, she did Wipe Out, or she does Wipe Out, and. Yeah, Chanel West Coast. Who's Chanel West Coast? Oh, she was on MTV's Ridiculousness. You guys know who she is? I, I feel like very out of the loop on Chanel West Coast. Um, We have Julie Chen Moonves. But first, Julie Chen is the Chen bot. She is uh, very, very, she's like a, you know, a staple of the Big Brother crew. So, but first... We have Savannah Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best. You guys, I have to be honest. I have never watched an episode of Chrisley Knows Best. So when both of the parents went to jail, I just wasn't really that interested in it. Is this something that I am, you know, missing on? Is is this something I have to watch? We have Sasha Colby, who's a drag performer, actress, and trans advocate, and the season 15 winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. These two have to share a piece, but Barbara Corcoran, I think I'm saying it right, and Lori Greiner from Shark Tank. That's exciting. We have the D'Amelio family. Now, all three of them have to share. That's Charlie, Dixie, and the mom. What's the mom's name? Heidi. We have Tori Deal. Now, I don't know who Tori Deal is. Oh, Tori from The Challenge. Okay, so Tori started on Are You The One on MTV in 2016, and now she's been on 11 seasons of The Challenge. She finally took home the $500,000 prize and first place title, and she's written a children's book. Interesting. Paige DeSorbo, My Boyfriend's Girlfriend. I think that's a good one. Francesca Farrago? Whoa, I don't know who this person is. Okay, after Netflix Too Hot to Handle pre- premiered in 2020, Farago became a breakout star thanks to un- her unfiltered remarks and confidence. Um, the attitude continued when she went on to, oh, she was on Perfect Match in 2023 and Lance shot that show. So, sorry, Lance, sorry. Um, Heather Gay. Heather Gay is on there from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Of course, Teresa Giudici. We have Nikki Glaser, who's a comedian, but she's also the host on CW's F Boy Island. Alex Hall. Alex Hall is from Selling the O.C. She's the lead of Selling the O.C. This is a crazy looking picture, but do you guys recognize her? Who here watches Selling the O.C.? Paris Hilton interesting. I mean, yeah, she does have her Paris show. What is it called again? This is Paris. Oh no, Paris in Love. Do you guys watch that? Carrie Ann Inaba, who I will see you, to, uh, I will see Carrie tonight on Carrie Ann on Dancing with the Stars. Um, for those of you just jumping in, this is the Variety's Most Powerful Women in Reality list. We have Tamara Judge. She actually deserves it. There's a few of here that I really do feel like. But, you know, we are a little bit, I would say if you listen to this show, we are a little bit partial to the um, Bravo universe, I think. Don't you think? The Kardashians, all six of them. Chris and the kids, the girls. Heidi Klum. Vanessa Lachey just said Vanessa Lachey. Okay. Next. Padma Lakshmi, who by the way, Padma from Top Chef, the host of Top Chef, she is now dating the creator, Kenya Barris. He's the creator of Blackish. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and that's it. I think I got a mall. Did I get them all? I think I did, you guys. The website is killing. Oh no, I missed some. The website is like going crazy with ads. Charity Lawson from The Bachelorette, also on Dancing with the Stars tonight. Jenna Lyons from New York. Ariana Maddox, of course, Ariana Maddox needs to be there. Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg. That's really weird. Oh, because she's on Mass Singer. Katy Perry. I can't think of someone that I dislike maybe as much as Katy Perry in the music scene. Like, I really have nothing for Katy Perry. Actually, there's people I dislike more, but it's just eh. Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph, because they're the hosts for Baking It. But you guys, Amy Poehler's best work, and I swear this is true, is the podcast that she's the host of right now. It is so good. It's called Say More with Dr. Sheila. It is so well done. It's so funny. Like, laugh out loud funny. Nicole Polizzi and Jenny Farley. That's Snooki and Wow, Tiffany Pollard from um, Flavor of Love and New York. And she's on House of Villains. Kyle Richards made the list. Kyle Richards. Are we not shocked? Aisha. Aisha Scott. Aisha. Forget about it. My pleasure. Jojo Siwa, Chriselle Staus, and Mary Bonnet from Selling Sunset. Gwen Stefani from The Voice. Lisa Vanderpump finally made the list. Of course, Lisa van Lisa Vanderpump should have been at the top of the list. Michelle Visage. Oh, she's so I don't watch Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race, but she is a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, and that's it. So I listed all 40. Are your favorite reality women on there? If they're not, call Variety. You know, when I used to work in the entertainment industry, there always was like the 30 under 30 or the young Hollywood edition for Variety. And so it was always like such a big deal. Maybe it was Hollywood Reporter. But anyway, there you go. Bravo's most, Bravo got like a lot of mentions, don't you guys think? I think Bravo did pretty, pretty good on that. List. All right, let's talk about what's going on in the Beerman household, you guys. This is not good. Okay, I already told you this a couple of weeks ago that I was not going to talk about the Beermans anymore because I'm so sick of them. But this is now getting out of control. They are wasting resources for the police department and they're like literally screwing up their kids right in front of us. So here's what we know about the Beermans. And I'm sure I'm going to miss some details, but just like the general over, like, the zoomed out perspective of it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Tina, for uh, your super sticker. It says you did so good Sunday night. You, Kristen and Gigi were so pretty in person. Oh my gosh. That's so lovely. Do you know that I thought I didn't see Gigi up close. I only saw her up on stage, but I was sitting next to Kristen and chatting with her for a while. Kristen is absolutely stunning in person. Kristen looked gorgeous. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, no, Bethany. Bethany did not make that list. And neither did Kim Bierman, thank God. So Kim and Croy were married, obviously, on the TV show. We had seen many seasons of their reality show. And then they have since, in the last few months, gone through really the roller coaster of divorce, not divorce. So basically, the first thing we found out was that he, um, you know, he filed for divorce and then she filed for divorce. I don't even know if that's a possibility. And then they both like retracted that filing for divorce and then said no, everything's fine. And then he filed for divorce again. And the second time he filed for divorce, they were living under the same roof. They were calling the police all the time, having them come to their house because they were struggling over things like she needed to get into the bedroom to get a serum and he wouldn't open the door. And so like police needed to come there and kind of interject between the two of them. It was absolutely like the most, it's the most asinine, most insane things. Clearly there was, you know, the police are being utilized and their resources are being taken to satisfy, you know, silly things like give me the pillow I need to sleep with. And Croy is, you know, locking himself in the bedroom, not letting her in, making her sleep in the basement. They're selling each other's belongings. They're talking about how much money they've spent with their police. Like so many things have come out over the last few months. But then out of confusion, they were seen together a couple weeks ago at dinner having an anniversary dinner together. She then puts Bierman back on her Instagram account because she had taken it off and it was Kim Zolsiak. So now it's Kim Zolsiak, Bierman. They're back together, according to the pictures on um, over the weekend with their anniversary videos. And everyone's like, what the F? And then they were pictured at the barbershop just a couple of days ago with all their kids. They're not wearing wedding rings. No big deal. I'm not even wearing mine, but I'm very happily married, but they're not wearing their wedding rings. And like, It's literally so confusing, right? Are we together? Are we not together? But then yesterday, I believe it was yesterday. Let me get the article up. They were, the police were called again, again to their house. But this is the worst thing. After one of the young kids phoned for help, the police break up an extremely loud shooting match. And basically, yes, Monday night. Police were called to their home to break up a shouting match um, between the 45-year-old Real House former Real Housewives of Atlanta star and the 38-year-old ex-NFL player. They concerned one of their own children so badly that the police were called by the child, according to TMZ. It's not clear which of the children phoned for help, but the sources noted it was one of their four younger children, which would rule out Kim's older children, Brielle and Ariana, who are 26 and 22. They also have, you know, so they have four kids. They have KJ, who's 12, Cash, who's 11, and Kane and Kaya, who are twins, who are nine. And apparently it was one of them that called the police. Um, At this time, they were yelling so loudly. So the police officers and a supervisor dropped by their home um, where the judge has ordered them to sleep in different floors they said Kim and Croy were engaged in an extremely loud verbal fight, which appears to have scared one of the children. However, the police were apparently able to subdue the two for the night. Kim previ- previously called police to their home after Croy had locked himself into the couple's bedroom. That's what I told you guys about. Um, the latest incident appears to be an escalation of sorts as it was previously one of the adults who called for police during past visits, but now one of the young children has gotten involved. Um. Now, during this fight, there was footage that I don't have right in front of me right now, but there was footage that was taken from someone that was like on the street. And I see that Storm mentioned, yes. Okay, let me get this. Storm mentioned this, but uh, I'm going to try to find the, the comment. But basically, he said that a neighbor was outside, saw the police. Heard the craziness and filmed from outside the gates and heard Croy yelling, the world, the whole world is going to know basically what a nut you are. I think that was like essentially what he was saying about his, about him. The whole world is going to know kind of how crazy you are. Okay. I am not obviously like a legal expert. I'm not a parental expert. I'm not a divorce expert. I don't know any of this. All I know is that mental health for children is so fragile in these times. And when you are in between two fighting parents, and especially if you're public figures, because we know that all of them are on social media, for sure they are, at least the 12-year-old is, right? This is quite possibly the most devastating thing for a child. And it needs to be put to a stop. They need to be forced to separate whether there needs to be some sort of a, um, like a restraining order put in place or, you know, one of those kinds of things. One of them needs to be forced to not be able to enter the home. This needs to stop. Now, Kim has no relationship from what we know with her family, right? We know that she's cut off ties with her parents. On the show, she did that. Croy also cut off ties with his family on the show or maybe after the show, but we know that that's true. This is quite possibly the most scary situation for a child. And what's scary about it is like, where are they going to go? Who's going to take them in that's going to be more, um, you know, even keel? So we all know Kim. Kim. This is a little bit personal, just insight. We all know Kim Zolciak from what we've seen on the show for many years. So what are some words that would come to mind when you think of Kim Zolciak? Like, yes, entertaining, but high, uh, uh, gambling addict, um, seems to be a little bit irresponsible, um, you know, highly, uh, involved in her image and, you know, looking good, um. Doesn't seem like she's maybe she's a good mom. I don't know, but you know, just from the outside, she seems like a little bit fame-driven. She seems a little self-absorbed, right? She's uh all about the money, honey. A couple of you guys say unhinged, entitled, etc. Now, when you think of Croy, at least from when we watched the show, you would think, what? Because my opinion when I used to watch the show was croy was the good one the nice one the agreeable one the more responsible one he took care of her he was like the more caretaking version of it he was you know very uh um to me he seemed like a very responsible on top of a person but i do have some insight of who croy is and I don't know about in the last year, but I'm assuming this is true. Apparently, Croy has some severe anger issues, severe, and really, really tends to lose his shit. This is a legend. Loses his shit very easily. Um, Temper, like he can go very, very quickly from zero to a thousand. And between him, who's clearly like probably poking buttons, is that what you say? Poking the bear and Croy with a high anger. And I doubt Kim is like, for some reason, when I think of Kim, I don't think of someone that is, you know, cool, calm and collected at all times. This is a recipe for disaster. Um, Shea says it could be post NFL issues. I think you're right. I think that a lot of NFL players who have been really severely hit and brain damaged somehow from just falling so many times, concussed and hit and whatever, they tend to sometimes have experiences like this where they are like, you know, their brains just operate a little bit differently. So absolutely horrible, absolutely sad. You guys, I feel so bad for those kids. What's next? Who's going to jump in here and help? All I know is that they are. They should be forced to not be in the same place at this point, right? If they do continue and this continues, yes, CPS is going to have to get involved, right? So it's not a good move. It's not a good look. It's this, this on again, off again, passionate. You know, it's one thing when we're talking about like a Jeff Lewis and Chef Stew, the on again, off again, pause, not pause, which I think is completely off now. But that's kind of like, ha whatever. This is serious shit with kids involved, with all this money involved, with this anger involved, with the police being called all the time. Like How? frustrated would you be if you were one of those neighbors? Those houses are worth $6, 8000000 million. These are wealthy, wealthy people. They're not living in like the sticks. It's just awful. It's just so confusing too, because like, why are you showing that you're in love two weeks ago? I don't know what's going on there. They need to be pulled apart. Like they need to be hypnotized that they should never see each other again. Not good news. Okay another little interesting development that kind of is aligned, aligned with the Kim Zolciak is Nene. So a few months ago, I don't even know if it was a few months ago or a month or two ago, Bethany had Nene on her podcast. Now Bethany has been trying really hard. She's been drumming up this reality reckoning, right? She's, going. She's momentum. Come on. Come on. Who's going to join on this train? And like people just come on and then they just like hop off and they come on and hop off. She's not. She hasn't found, you know, her people that have stuck with her like through and through. It's Bethany and Bethany alone. So, or maybe Leah McSweeney would be on that train with her. So Bethany, um, had Nene leaks on her podcast in a two-part podcast a few months, a few weeks ago. And it was a big deal for a couple of reasons. Number one, Nene famously sued Bravo and had drama with Andy and Bravo over her treatment, feeling like she was treated very unfairly. The fact that she was a black woman versus the way white women are treated on the show. She wasn't given any other second chances. And she was complaining on the show that she felt, you know, that she was blackballed in the industry. Her work has completely dried up. She's not able to do anything. No one's able to work with her, et cetera. Now, during that podcast, I think Bethany was really, really hoping that she was going to come on to Bethany's side. Like, we got we're doing this together, reality reckoning. But what Nini was saying multiple times in the podcast is, she's like, the door isn't closed. I felt like Bethany Bethany wanted Nini be Nini to be like, I am joining the react the reckoning. Like, f you, Bravo. But Nini never did that. Did you notice that Nini kept kind of almost pushing this idea of like, I am open. To, you know, doing this again, I am opening to, to I'm opening, I'm open to, you know, connecting again, the bridge has not fully been burned. So I don't think it did what Bethany wanted it to do. However, they d- got a lot of TikToks out of it. They posted a lot of videos, a lot of clips, a lot of pictures. They both, po- both posted on their Instagrams. And then Nene started a YouTube account. And then if you guys remember, Bethany had the um, who's who of has on her. Uh, that's mean because not all of them are, but some of them were. Uh, dinner here in Beverly Hills a few weeks ago. And Raquel Levis was there. And Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And Jenny Garth. And Nene. And Denise Richards. And... Um, gosh, I can't even remember, like real randoms, right? Um, they were all at dinner together and Nini was there at the dinner. So then they started. Bethany decided, like, we're gonna do something really fun. We're gonna start a Bethany podcast. I have no idea how many episodes they did because I am not interested in listening to Bethany unless it's like really, really good or important for you know what we do. Oh, Larsa was there? Okay. But Bethany to me is. Is not very um I, I struggle listening to her, right? It's just a lot of noise sometimes when you listen to her show. So she has she and Nini do these like joint podcasts, right? Well, yesterday a couple of really smart, uh, you know, observant Bravo creators noticed that, and I'm gonna find out right here, noticed that. Okay, Queens of Bravo noticed that Bethany has still has her post of hers and Nini's podcasts and stuff together up on her Instagram. But what, not, but what we noticed was that Nini has removed every sort of trace of Bethany from her Instagram. It says after Andy said at BravoCon that there was room in his... Oh yeah, at BravoCon, Andy was asked and he said, there's room in my heart for everyone when asked about Nini leaks. All signs of Nini's and Bethany's podcast collab, along with her interview with Bethany, have been erased from Nini's account. Bethany still has all of hers up, but Nini does not. So that was the first thing that happened. And then people started to notice Bravo Breaking News posted that Bravo and Nini are potentially mending fences, that Bravo still follows Bravo TV on Instagram, still follows Nene or just started following Nene. And Nene has deleted everything on her page about, you know, the, the, uh, Bethany of it all. So I don't know if Bravo was already following her or, you know, they started following her or what, but I do believe it's less about Bravo following Nini and it's more about Nini removing every single trace of Bethany on her page. Because the reason why it's a big deal is because Bethany was kind of coming in, shocker, as like the savior, right? I'm going to come back in and I'm going to find a way to, you know, give you your star power back, Nini. You, under my wing, are going to be part of my podcast. You're going to be part of this. You're going to be part of that. And it's going to, you know, we're going to have this incredible, uh, you know, connection or whatever. And I'm going to I'm gonna lift you up where they weren't able to do it. If Bravo or if at BravoCon, Andy said something along the lines of like, there's room in my heart for everyone when it came to Nene. And Nene really hasn't bad-mouthed Andy specifically. Did you notice that? Like Nene was going after... Bravo and like maybe NBC Universal, but wasn't really going after Andy specifically. So if Andy is saying there's room in my heart, what if Andy and Beth and Nene have had a phone call or connection in the last couple of weeks? Because I do believe I listened to Andy's book, his daddy diary's book, and he was devastated about him and Nene's ending because they were very close. What if they did have a conversation and mended some fences. And he said, like, the only thing that I hate about this is the fact that you aligned with Bethany, who's out to get me. Or Bravo said, hey, there's some possibility that we can get you back on the network, but we need you to, you know, completely disassociate yourself with Bethany. If that's the case, either one, if either one is the case, this looks very pointedly, like potentially Nini could come back on Bravo at some point or another, whether it's her own show, Atlanta, um, which I stopped watching. I don't know about you guys, but I really couldn't watch Atlanta. I think Nini is a work girl, like a work horse. Like she wants to work. It's very clear. She went on Beth, Bethany's show and she said, "I want to. I want to work. I want to act. I want to be on a show. I want to do all these things. And She, I don't think Nini is in a financial position. I could be wrong. I don't think Nini is in a financial position against, like, as, as Bethany is, where she can turn down any and every potential opportunity again. Because I do think Nini, at the end of the day, would go back on Bravo for, you know, in a heartbeat. And this, like... What's crazy about this is, you know, this all feels so personal. The Bethany-Andy thing does not feel like a Bravo fight. It feels like an Andy fight. I mean, I guess that's a Bravo fight. But really, it does feel personal. Like, Bethany has it out for Andy. We know this. We've seen it. We've heard it. We, we all know this, right? Andy has been very smart in not talking about it. I want to just mention something about not talking about certain things. Cause I know a lot of you guys that follow me have been part of the whole Jeff Lewis and Heather McDonald thing. And I'm getting a lot of questions like, why aren't you talking about it? Why aren't you talking about it? Cause there's been development since I do not want to give it any more attention. That's why people don't talk about things. It's because it feeds it and it feeds negativity. And I think if Andy continue to talk about Bethany, it gives Bethany more reason to keep going. And I can't keep talking about it because the more I talk about it, it just breeds negativity in my comments, it breeds negativity in my DMs, it breeds negativity on my my podcast reviews. That's why I've decided to pull away from it. My Patreon's a little bit different. But this one over here on the public show, I stay out of it. I don't want to I don't want to feed that. I can't. But in terms of the the story about um You know, Andy and Bethany, I think Andy specifically is not talking about it because he's like, it's not important to me, which is killing Bethany. It is murdering Bethany inside because Bethany, all she wants is to be relevant. All she wants is to be able to be talked about. And if you notice, like Bethany at the top of her game in this whole reality reckoning was Raquel Levis, that interview. But it wasn't because of Bethany. It was because we had never heard from Raquel and we needed to hear from Raquel. But once Raquel Levis's interview came and went, then Bethany talked, had, you know, NeNe and it was like, it did okay. Definitely did not hit number one. Like she was very proud of with, with the Raquel and she had Denise Richards. It did okay. Like, who else is she gonna have that's going to be so incredible, right? Like, who else is she gonna have that is going to, you know, blow our socks off? So this reality reckoning wasn't everything that I think Bethany thought it was. I think people were just interested in Raquel Love's story. That's my thought. Um, okay, so so anyway, I I like Nene. I also understand that you know the couple of things she did were a little unhinged and out of control. But that's for so many of the housewives. But Nene was always entertaining to me and I wouldn't be against her being back on some sort of TV show or some sort of, um, you know, conversation about it because good TV is good TV, right? We've, we can all agree this. We've already talked about this ad nauseum, but like Vicky Gumbelson, or as according to Nene, I always want to say Vicky C- Gundelstein, Vicky Gumbelson, maybe annoying as hell, great TV. Teresa Judice. Can't stand her half the time. Great TV. You know, that. that's just the way these things work. These really, really kind of um, polarizing characters are amazing TV. Like tonight, we're going to see Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Have you guys seen? There's a preview for tonight's scene. And it's... Um, And it's over on, uh, I saw it online somewhere, but they're all in bonnets. Like I have no idea what these Salt Lake City women are doing, but they're literally dressed like, you know, Mary, Mary, quite contrary in bonnets. And they're fighting Lisa and Monica are going at it. And Monica to me is the most unhinged. Oh, by the way, Salt Lake City reunion was taped yesterday and we have the seating chart and who are in the hot seats, Heather Gay and Monica which are kind of surprising considering right now on the show, they're aligned, they're on the same kind of side. But clearly the beauty lab lawsuit that I talked about last week is definitely going to be like, it's going to bring all the boys to the yard. And then Mary Cosby is like so far down the list of people on the, in the reunion. She's basically like hardly on stage. She's like backstage. <laughs> she's like, Mary probably came in for five minutes and then she was like, little girl, and then left. Someone posted on my Instagram or my um, Facebook group that if Mary had a bobblehead, that like you would shake her and it would just say, little girl, little girl, I would buy it. Should we make something like that? Um, Okay, so... Anyway, you guys I am if you if you do want more insight on all the podcast beef and all that kind of stuff, I definitely go more into it on my Patreon. I feel like that's a safer space to do it. But here on the public show, I talk about reality shows, I talk about reality stars, I talk about t v stars, and if something really huge happens, I will talk about that, but not for these little minuscule type things anyway um you guys. Thank you so much for uh, supporting. Once again, this is a little bit of a short episode. I'm so sorry, but I've got to get ready for Dancing with the Stars. Got to get my dancing shoes on. What I'm going to try to meet Ariana tonight, you guys. This is my goal. I'm going to try to meet Ariana because I'm going to be with my sons. And how can you say no to boys, little boys? Little girl, little boys. them have to say that every single day, I did get a podcast review yesterday. Oh, my podcast unhinged reviews. Oh, my gosh. I get one probably a week that are so unhinged. And of course, I got one about Israel, which that one pissed me off. But the one that I got yesterday, (laughs) please don't write like low reviews just so I read it. But the one that I got yesterday... (laughs) It was something about my my voices that I do, my impressions, which I thought was quite interesting and quite uh, funny. It basically says, it says, Love you, but stop the impersonations. I love you so much, Donna, but please, the name and absolutely and bachelor voice impersonations over and over cause me to fast forward and just plain stop. Too much and just irritating. So no CVD talk. I will absolutely not name them anymore. I definitely am going to keep doing my impressions. I'm so sorry if it's not for you, but it's fun. It's fun and we laugh. That's the goal. It's to laugh. I am not a comedian. I am not an impersonator, but I do try to make you guys laugh. So I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I hope you have an amazing rest of your Tuesday, you guys. Follow me on Instagram to keep up with the, the bowlings at Dancing with the Stars. I just wish Mauricio was still there.